It's spooky season, but you know what's not scary? That's a great Android podcast player. And that is the Podcast Republic app, available on the Google Play Store. Thousands of good reviews, folks. Thousands of good reviews on that store. You download the app. You favorite your shows. They download right to your device. It's that easy. It's straightforward. You've heard me talk about it. Go see it for yourself. The Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who definitely, upon seeing the world ending, would head straight to the mall. That's right. The one and only Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And I know I Robin Sparkles. I know you go, let's go to the mall today. Yes. Uh, but that shows a dumpster fire. So let's not talk about that. Let's talk about a movie that I actually liked for once. I, this is news to me. What's that? You didn't like that show? I liked that show until the finale. And it was, the finale made me so mad that every time I like, it would be a show that should totally play for me as like dumb reruns. I watched every episode of how I met your mother. And then the finale was so bad that I got angry at the show. And like, now I see it. And I, all I can see when I see those characters is the ending and how mad I was. I've never been more mad at the end of a television show. Like I know for most people it was lost, but I jumped off lost season one. Cause I was like, I thought this was going to be like people surviving on an Island. And there's all kinds of weird spooky stuff here. And I did not come for that. I, why? Heck, like, can I have the 30 second? Why? Okay. I'm I mean, so spoilers curious. for how I met your mother, but from Jump Street, from literally the pilot, they're like, Robin is not the mother. Like, this show is not about Ted and Robin. So, like, over the course of it, they, like, get them together and they break them up and they get them together. And all the fans are like, these people make sense together. But the dudes, because they wrote the end of the ep- – like, they wrote the finale basically the second after they wrote the pilot, had, like, come up with something different. So the whole time it's like it's not Robin. Yeah, because those kids – the kids – the the I'm the little bo- the young boy that he's talking to grew up to be like a Disney Channel star, and yeah. so like grew the hell up. So I think they yeah. filmed them like right after. Yeah. So you watch this show for like ten years that it's on television or whatever the hell it is, and then we get to the final season, which was a train wreck. They were like, okay, every it basically became twenty four, where like every episode was like in real time practically because That's they were weird. at the wedding. Did you not ever see it? I not, not the final season. I know what happens, but I kind of fell off that wagon. Okay. So they do this stupid final season, which culminates with like Ted meets the mother at the wedding. Like she was uh, in the band or something. And it's like, oh, and that kid's how I met your mother. And then it becomes, oh, by the way, I've been telling you this story forever because she just died of cancer. Like or whatever disease she had don't at me uh and she just died and the kids are like but dad clearly you've always been in love with aunt robin and then he like runs and meets with her and they get together and it's like okay one this woman didn't want to have children and so it's really shitty that the ending of the show is that she just like changes her mind and is like i guess i'll be the adoptive parent to these children i guess they're older but still yeah they're they're kind of, they're like in their teens they've yeah they don't they're like they're at the point where it's like the really hard work of like diaper changing and stuff that most people don't want to do is over the formative years. You're just, you're just there to help with math. You're getting to the finish line, but still like, if you really didn't want to have kids, okay, that annoyed me. And secondarily, the, the fact that like (laughs) she married his friend, like she married one of his best friends and then they got a divorce and then he ends up getting together with her. Like that friendship would not be repairable. I don't think it was Barney, right? Yeah. Anyway, the ending made me so mad that I like hate the show. So weird because I yeah I st- uh, let's go to the mall still slaps y'all. No, I mean there's funny bits on the show. Don't be wrong. And Jason Siegel, I love, but I just that show. I'm just like oh, and Willow bastards. Yeah, no. Um, we normally do this at the end, but I think everybody fast forwards it. So I'm gonna do it right now. We got a review from B Wach W O C H Woach B Woach. 99 from the United States of America. Uh, These guys are awesome. They're very funny and they play off each other. Well, you can tell they're brothers. Great podcast to support. I've been binge listening all the shows. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Be walk 99 jokes on you. We're not real brothers. (laughs) Uh, Five star review. 
I have something to say here, and I know I've been very nice about this for five years, so I'm gonna try being a little bit, little bit, little bit curmudgeonly here. We know how many of you are listening to the show. We see the numbers. Okay, this is according to uh, a new website that I don't know if I trust. The uh, 1,437th most popular comedy podcast in the United States, uh, top 30 in Trinidad and Tobago in film reviews, and top 200 in the United States in film reviews. Top 200. The last review we got before this one, which was September 17th, was December of 2018. You all can do better than that. I know that you can do better than that. Those reviews help boost us up the rankings. We get boosted up the rankings. More people listen to the show. More people listen to the show. We get to be all nice and famous podcasters doing live shows, touring the country, selling merch, all these things you all want. So review the show. Open your thing and review the show. It doesn't take that much effort. It's preferable in iTunes, but we'll take it wherever. Send us a screenshot. Dissecting80s at gmail.com. It takes one minute. Not even one minute. Don't be lazy. Support your friends. Me and Andrew, your friends, your podcast friends. You listen to us twice a month for like three hours a month. Take a minute and help us, okay? Be a little curmudgeonly. I'm trying a different tactic. I've been nice. Now I'm going to be a little curmudgeonly, okay? Ease up there, Statler. (laughs) So just do it. Just do it, you lazy bastards. Um, We watch Night of the Comet, which is celebrating its 35th anniversary. And we're kicking off the spooktacular 2019. Also... If you normally skip the song, maybe don't this time. Might be a little treat for you. Just saying. But we watch Night of the Comet, so you know what that means. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go dissect the 80s. It's your empowered badass ladies of the 80s. Something's gonna be done about you empowered badass ladies of the 80s. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Also, something has to be done about them. (laughs) (laughs) I needed. Seems it seems like Doc's a little bit like a little little backwards in his thinking, maybe. Or maybe it's let's bring them here and get a template going so we can get more of this shit. Yeah, maybe. Um, This movie. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the uh, shaped Reese's cup version of our theme song. The, the bat shaped Reese's, Reese's cup. Yeah, yeah. We have to do a that's Christmas tree shaped one next. That's a that's a new spooktacular edition. Uh, hopefully, you all enjoyed it. I I took some time to make that. I um, have a gripe. Speaking of Reese's cups. Okay. So this is a tangent filled <laughs> podcast. I didn't expect it to be, but okay. So uh, I was looking at I was at Target looking at all the candies, and they had you know your bats and your pumpkins shaped Reese's cups. Uh-huh. And then they, it says new new monster shapes, okay. and I look at it. They are goddamn Easter egg shapes. It's just that the wrapper looks like a monster. Oh. It's just an Easter egg. You have a surplus of Easter eggs, <laughs> and you're trying to offload them in the Halloween season. And I'm not okay with it. Can I can I give you a hot take? Sure. I prefer a regular Reese's cup to a shaped like a thing. Reese's False. No, I like the hard chocolate edge, and I I know it makes me a minority, but I think the combo is what makes that candy better. No, I think I think the their best ratio is in the shapes. But it's more peanut butter than chocolate. Yeah, to me that is the right ratio. So I don't. This is my second hot take. I don't love Reese's peanut butter. Really? I'd like the Reese's cup, but if you were to give me like a like a a sandwich that was like a peanut butter sandwich that was Reese's peanut butter all dry and crumbly, I think I'd be disappointed. Well, yeah, but it's with it's mixed with the chocolate. Right, but I'm saying I don't like the extra, like you give me the larger cup, the bat, the tree, the the monkey, whatever it is. It's the too monkey. much. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the national Reese's Day. Reese's, like Reese's monkey. I got it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it's a Reese's Reese's. You can have that idea, Hershey Co. That the Reese's like something Reese's. from fucking Pushing Daisies. <laughs> oh, no, I feel like it'd be a commercial from like 1992 where it's like this, like 
that's a Reese's. No, that's a Reese's. No, that's a Reese's. No, that's a Reese's. And then in the background, the Reese's monkeys are like eating all of the peanut butter cups. Come, no, they're they're dipping a chocolate bar into a, a jar of peanut butter. Yes, yes. And then they have to put out a retraction because like kids are throwing cu- peanut butter cups into the monkey cages at the zoo and they're all getting diabetes. And Reese's, <laughs> like, you cannot, you cannot really do the Reese's Reese's. The Reese's Reese's was a bit for a thing. It wasn't even that good. So, um, I prefer that. And also, double, double hot take. Uh-oh. If you have an Aldi near you, they have these bags of peanut butter cups that are, one, already unwrapped, so it really just helps you mainline these bad boys. You can just handful them. That's the, but that's the ticket. The chocolate is a little bit higher quality than a Reese's, and the peanut butter is very smooth and creamy, and I find it to be incredibly delicious. Also, the Trader Joe's dark chocolate cups, very good. They are good. I do like a Trader Joe's dark cup. But the Aldi ones are also dirt friggin' cheap, which of course you know I love. It's like well, two thirty nine. Yeah, it's two thirty nine for a bag of these, like almost a pound of Reese's cups, and you could just like <laughs> chomp those bad boys down. Now, are they the like the small size? Okay, like so the, the, the miniatures, the, the, the ones foil. that you make those cookies with. Yes, the foil wrapped ones. Okay. Oh, I wasn't sure if they were talking like the so small they're like you they belong in trail mix. No, no, no. These are these are the the mini, which I the honestly Reese's. think might be the perfect to me, the perfect Reese's size. Of in terms of chocolate to peanut butter ratio, that's what I prefer. Okay. My problem, it's people, such a pain in the ass to un, you have to <laughs> unwrap them all. Hence the Aldi win, because you just <laughs> pop the zipper top and then you're into snack town, baby. You're before you know it, you got twenty two of those things down your gullet and you're like, Oh, my hands are shaking a little bit. I'm gonna have to check these out. I highly recommend. This has been Rapping About Reese's. <laughs> yes. We are now 12 minutes into this recording, and we have said the name of the movie one time and nothing else about it. So really good start. I genuinely like this movie. It's I'm... so good. Yes. Okay. It's such a good movie. So I picked this for two reasons. One, I was looking to do some anniversaries just because that felt like fun to me. So uh, our, our next movie is also an anniversary. But also, I heard that this was, like, some inspiration for Buffy, and having watched it, Joss Whedon definitely ripped this off. Yeah, I 100% see it. So, I haven't seen the original Buffy in a thousand years, so... You're super good. You're super good. I love the show. Christy Swanson is a real psycho. Hmm. Like, in real life or in the movie? She's an outspoken political activist now. That's a bummer. You know, it's just like Dion from Clueless. Yeah, no, I know. Dion from Clueless also... (laughs) Yes, uh, but also, uh, she's, you know, just, it's not very good. It's not a very good movie. The Buffy movie It's not very good. Anyway, uh, other than the Pee-wee character, which I think is kind of fun. Side note, side note, side note. I know we're doing too many of these. I was just watching, I watched American Werewolf in London with uh, some friends and they were like completely unaware that there used to be pornographic theaters. Like just, they didn't know that it was ever a thing. Well, so how, like, what yeah, do they no. think happened to Pee-wee? Well, they didn't know the Pee Wee story, but that's why that's why I got so. But that's right. I was that's why. So I that was literally the whole conversation. It's like, yeah, they had porn theaters. Also, by the way, Pee Wee Herman. How messed up is it that like the dude was just like watching some pornography and like you know that's what went down on those theaters, right? Like I never went to a porn theater, but I have to imagine if you went to a porn theater, that's pretty much what was going on in the porn theater because why else would they exist? Yeah, it was. It was either gay dudes being sneaky in a dark theater, pretending that like with straight porn, or just like dudes jerking off. And like I don't know, you're in a porn theater, right? Like it seems like he was in the right place to do this thing, and it's just really crazy that we were like, "Oh, Pee Wee's into the depths of hell." The one that I find fascinating is Fred Willard, just because it happened so far after I thought porn theaters still existed. So I was just like, "Where did you find a porn theater?" The same thing happened to Fred Willard. Uh Yeah weird yeah in like the 2000s oh yeah i was it a theater or like a back room I, with a viewing with like i mean cubby I, think, holes? I think if it was that there's no way you would have gotten arrested right i guess presumably like a little private enclosure they're like we know what you're doing in there that's what you're paying for i'm i don't i, I don't have a law degree I don't, so. nor do I, nor have I ever visited one of these spaces. I just, I'm like, if that was where you were going. Anyway, let's talk about Night of the Comet, because it's a good movie, and we're doing, we're doing all sorts of weird bullshit here. Um, we basically we, get the opening narration to Little Shop of Horrors, except less clear. See, I was thinking uh, Haunted Mansion from Disney. He's got that, like, rich timber voice, where there's a little bit of this so rattle and hum. It is the same voice. 
It, uh, you, it's, oh, it's literally the same voice. No, you haven't. Oh, oh, oh. You haven't seen Little Shop in a long time or ever. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I remembered Little Shop having a song to open it. No, on the twenty-first day of the month oh, of September. Okay, and then okay. it leads into Little Wait, Shop. Is, is that really? Is that really the day? The twenty. The twenty-first. I think it's the twenty-third or the twenty-first day. It's on the equinox. Yes. Okay. Um. So I love a lot about this movie. I wish we got like, I either need like 20% more information about the comet or like 10% less information about the comet. Oh, interesting. Cause I thought this was like perfect where like the narrator comes in he's like, the comet is coming and the whole planet is doomed save for a few lucky souls. I was like, boom, perfect. I'm in. That's all I needed. I don't know. I would have either, I wanted like a little less explanation or more. I just, I thought it needed something. Uh, we go right from the narration into this absolute banger of a song that totally slaps, as the kids say, right? I as, I, as I just said. Yes. Um, really good songs in this movie. Really, like, delightful 80s. This they're movie all fake is great. Bullshit. They're all fake, stupid nonsense, but they're great. Except for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. But it's a cover, so it's fake, stupid nonsense. I know, but still. Uh, so we we have this like montagey opening bit. This guy selling dealy bopper headbands. I was gonna ask you, what are those? Is that a name that they're actually called, or is that just that what our family the calls them? Name of that thing. Okay. I literally had the same exact thought of like, oh, dealy boppers. Is that what those are called? What are those called? And I googled headband with bobbly things, and it was like dealy bopper. I was like, I was like, I feel that's the, in my brain. I was in, I think Andani just called them those. And so we, it, it may be, we may be the only people on the face of the earth who, whose family calls them by like their official product name. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and we see our, uh, lead lady. Regina. Yes. Reg. Reg. I thought it was interesting that the girls had, um, theme park show names that are sort of gender neutral <laughs> so reg and you know, sam so you know what i think there, it was written part, for boys a part of me thinks this was written for boys like it was two brothers and the person who bought it was like nah let's flip that in I, an I, interesting way i'm not mad about that but yeah, yeah i wouldn't be shocked um she's playing a video game and it honestly old video I think games it might be asteroid no no, asteroids okay. isn't asteroid the one where you're just in the middle of the screen and you spin around and you shoot and yeah, the asteroids come right. towards you i guess you're right all old any any 80s video game that is not like a name people would recognize just all looked like seizure city <laughs> there's a lot of flashing lights unclear what's happening flashing lights so she sets a high score and like puts her name in and then she sees someone has like made their way into her high scores and she's like, oh man, you sons of bitches. I'm gonna have to take care of this later. And it becomes like her white whale mm-hmm. for the first third of the movie and then yeah, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up for you. Yeah. Um, cut to uh, Buck from Kill Bill who's illegally selling a bootleg print of a movie. Oh, that's Buck. Uh-huh. Huh. Almost assuredly, the reason why he's in that movie is because of this movie, because Tarantino, this is like so in his weird wheelhouse. Yes, it is. Oh, we should also mention that Reg uh, was recently on the show in Weekend at Bernie's as the summer intern whose name escapes me. Oh, she was the she was the love interest? Yeah, she was the love interest in Weekend oh! at Bernie's. Oh, I totally did not. You didn't put get that, that kind of Elizabeth Shue vibe from her. A, a little bit, but no, yeah, the hair was different enough that I just—it must have framed her face differently, and I just did not even get that. I think it was—I think it's because she was a blonde in Bernie, mm, and she is a she brunette is, in this one. Is. And isn't her hair less volumey in Bernie's? Yeah, it's—it's it's not as okay. poofy as I, th- as I okay. thought it would be. This has a real like flowy, flowy action. Good cabbage. Yeah. So she's not coming to the comet party that her uh stepmom is a stepmom okay that her stepmom and dad are throwing and the stepmom's real real no not the dad's the dad's gone remember the dad's away oh yeah yeah yeah. okay okay uh but she's real mad that she's not coming and then the comet comes and we get this like real trippy sky effect we also meet reg's little sister sam who's the other lead okay so i was pretty sure that was her (laughs) But wasn't a hundred percent. Yes, no, that's Sam. I was having some face blindness with this movie, apparently. Yeah, uh, we meet Sam. 
I love Sam's outfits in this movie. Like, I want them all. She's in this, like, mustard yellow ketchup red workout outfit with a crop top and a leotard and leg warmers. And it's fabulous. And she fully... It's a real Lady Hawk Hogan ensemble. It is. Um, She fully calls her stepmom out on cheating on her dad while he's on military tour. And then they get into, like, a full-on slapping punching match. Yeah, no, they really go wailing on each other. Um, which is, I, which sort of lends credence to the theory that maybe this was, uh, like, two brothers and their dad. Yep, exactly. And then, uh, the, the comet happens, and it is an 80s laser show. It's really cool looking, honestly. The only, the only quibble I have about this section is I would have liked some people to, like, scream or something. Because you, like, you, there's really no noise to, just some sound effecty noise of, like, the people dusting, because... They they look up at the sky. Oh, then, I liked that we didn't know. Yeah, I would have liked just some noise that something was happening because later, like, they cut down and it's this really cool effect where it's just people's clothes and then red sand. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually brick dust. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it's, like, super great atmosphere. Like, you just see these piles. The set, like, decoration of this is so great with just, like, piles of these clothes all over the place. Yeah, there we cut right from this like cheesy '80s light laser show to this perfect spooky red atmosphere. The sky is red; it feels very like red and smoggy. There's clothes strewn about. It's really well done. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And um, Buck and Reg spent the night in the projection booth, which they either rape of right as they wake up or right before they go to bed say is like a perfect steel lined booth for some reason or another was it bomb shelter or was it just oh no it was because the film stock used to be so flammable they yes. wanted to be able to contain it into that room yeah um so uh buck goes outside to try and get the film that he illegally lent like loaned to someone yeah i don't i mean i don't know anything about anything i'm a big giant idiot but it seems like it would have been pretty challenging to copy the film. I don't think he copied. I think he just no. He ran says it. he makes a copy. Oh, I thought he was just lo- like you're gonna play the film tonight. Right. No, he says he's gonna make a copy of it. Oh, I don't know how that works. Yeah, that seems like essentially impossible. I, but also, I don't know how to copy a. I wouldn't. I never knew how to copy a VHS tape onto another VHS tape. Well, you needed either two VCRs or a double head or double deck VCR. Cool. It's a pretty. That's a pretty simple operation. But I this is not. a film, like a real film with R E E L film. And this zombie, he opens the door, and a zombie gets them real good with a with a wrench. Yeah, the zombies can talk and have like fine motor skill. They're just like crazy people. They're kind of like the crazies, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're a little like crazies. There, there's sort of an implication that they eat people. Oh, he definitely is eating Buck. But it's it's not, like, explored. No, but the zombies also aren't that in the movie that long. They also remind me of um, not just the crazies and that, Land but also, dead. no, um, I mean, yes, but that was what I was getting to. Uh, the uh, Omega Man with Charlton Heston. Oh, the original I Am Legend? The second I Am Legend. The Vincent Price one is from the... Th- or before that i forgot there was a vincent price one right so there's the vincent price one there's the one the omega man with charlton heston which had full frontal nudity even though it was rated pg which was really exciting for a 12 12 year old lady nudity lady nudity yeah not duty not duty uh unlike american werewolf in london by the way which is like full nudity all over the place is it you you see all of david naughton tip the tails (laughs) That's extra funny because you're talking yeah. about a dude talking yes. about duty. Yes. I'll have I'm gonna have to rewatch that now. Yeah, I was like I was like, oh, that's a lot of butt. And I was like, oh, that is the front side. And well, that's what he looks like, huh? Alrighty then. That happened that's happened to me in two shows recently. Tales of the City, I was like, Oh, we're gonna see some butt, and then all of a sudden I was like, That's a penis. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm, at, I'm imagining you in a quiet theater. <laughs> I'm imagining you in a quiet theater, just like suddenly yelling up, that's a, p- <laughs> that's a penis. Handful of Cheetos popcorn on the red. Ra- Whoa. <laughs> that's a penis. The other one was uh, <laughs> Penny I Dreadful. I so hard at my own joke, but it's really just what you said that's funny. <sighs> Sorry. 
<laughs> you could say the other one now. The show Penny Dreadful, like the pilot episode, and then the second well, pilot, second episode. I'm like, there's just dongs everywhere. Oh, when you said show, I thought you meant like public, like oh, like know, a play. A, a no, theater. no, and that's why it was so funny to imagine me, imagine you yelling that out, like you're in row four. So like, oh, that's a penis. <laughs> no, I would internally, um, but uh, no TV shows. Uh, meanwhile, as uh, Buck is being killed, Reg is playing her game. And I do have a minor quibble here. Uh, she plays the game one time and knocks the seventh score out. And that's not how leaderboards work. Well, I was curious. I was going to ask about that because it almost looks like she gets to rewrite his his name. Exactly. Which isn't what happened. She would have gone. Unless, even I guess if she got the exact same score, I don't know how the game would handle it. And maybe she's good enough at the game that she just did that. But normally it would just replace him and he would go down to eight and she'd be seventh. Like she would have had to do it three times. She, yeah, she would have had to like really put, sink a lot of quarters into that game. Yeah. Um, so she reaches over the counter and grabs some Twizzlers and is like, I'm going to explore, which is my kind of lady. Um, and then she makes a real stupid move. She puts a round trash can in the door to wedge it open. And I'm like, just lay it down. Just lay it down. Like, you just lay it down like a cigar and put it in there, and then it won't do the thing that you see that it's going to happen from a mile yeah. away. Well, but then she she also works there, so she knows that she's going to be the one to have to clean up the trash anyways. Yeah, but, like, so what? <laughs> You'd be guaranteed not to be locked out of the building. Um. So she gets locked out. She sees there's no one around at all, and then she notices all the clothes in the ground. And I was like, you're not concerned enough about these clothes. Yeah, she's, she seems very nonchalant as she just, like, starts picking up random people's clothing covered in brick dust. Like, this either means there's a flock of naked people. Yeah. Or... Which, like, hey, there's a penis. But also... <laughs> there's a penis! <laughs> that might be our new t-shirt. <laughs> the Dudity Podcast. Oh my god! E- equal opportunity nakedness for all. No one steal that. I'm gonna. I'm. I want that one. <laughs> or if you're I, an artist, get in touch. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Or it means there's there was a mass rapture or death. Yes, rapture is the one that would come to mind for me immediately. Like I'm not a religious person, but I would be like, oh shit, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> like whoops, guess but I missed I would, that train. But then I'd be like, how did ever? There's no way everyone's like. <laughs> good right like not everyone gets to go up right? <laughs> i don't think it's good i think it's like practicers oh i thought i was like rapture was like the good people get yoinked i mean yeah but i think it's like more that they're in the club not i think you can be good and not get yanked i think you have to be the good and in the club oh okay uh she finds buck's keys alongside a bloody wrench and then her hands are all covered in blood and this, at this point the zombie pops out and threatens her a little bit they have a little bit of a fight. I'm glad it's not a kung fu fight, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's just a bit of a fist to cuffs, and then she drives away. Uh, but she's a total a, badass. She is. She rules. Uh, she fights off this zombie. The zombie, by the way, was definitely eating a hunk of Ken. We we touched on that earlier. But yeah. Just, um, but then there's some really cool shots. They must have filmed this at like just as the sun was coming up in Los Angeles, uh, because there's just nobody anywhere. But including one really creepy shot where there's a car, like, idling on the road, just, like, stopped in the median, just going. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a good thing he, that guy put his car in park before he got dusted. Yeah, yeah. There should have been more cars on the road, I think. Like, just crashed all over the place. Yeah, I would think so. But then again, also, I guess the idea was, like, everyone was stopped to look at this yeah, that's phenomenon. A that's a good point. She's on a motorcycle, by the way. So there's like really cool shots of her hair, like blowing and stuff. We didn't mention that it's a motorcycle. Sorry. Oh, yeah. She's a badass. I love her. They didn't explain why some people dusted and some people became zombies. They didn't. But my my fill in the blank theory, which I think is probably close to accurate, is like it depends on how much exposure you had. Because later with the scientists, we find out they're like sort of exposed and they're like slowly turning. Yeah. But again, so I like, think, if you're going to have scientists who are studying the phenomenon in your yes. movie, they can have a 10-second line of dialogue. Yeah. She she could have the conversation with, with Reg about, like, oh, you must have been protected because next. Although I will say this. The scientists only die because there was ventilation into the into the lab. That it, It's so stupid. It's very, but, like, Scooby-Doo. 
But also, there was ventilation into where all of Reg and Sam and Hector were. Um, Reg, yes, not necessarily Sam and Hector. Sam was in a shed. It's not an airtight cube. Yeah. She wasn't in a Tupperware. <laughs> like, and same with Hector. Like, she needed a sardine key to get out of there. Right, exactly. She just likes crank, crank. But like, yeah, same with Hector. And I think all of them, they, they were in airtight things. So I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, I was like, you could, you could have your main character, like, oh, scientist. Why are some people dust piles and some people zombies? Yeah, exactly. And the scientists could have just been like partially exposed in a different way. They were like, "Oh, we all saw it," and then like it was through tinted glass. So the we all yeah we saw it through glass. So we thought we'd be safe. Yeah, exactly. Like Bird Box. Yes, Bird Box. Wait, is that what they do in the movie? There's a part of Bird Box because the whole thing is. I read the book. That's not in it. The idea is. If you look at this monster, it turn like it makes you want to kill yourself, basically. Yeah. And so, at one point, they're in someone's house, and he has security cameras, and he's like, oh, the "Cameras, okay." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, if I look at it through a camera, maybe it won't do anything." Plot twist: It does something. Yeah. And I, so I was like, we could have done something along those lines. Yeah, like, I get oh. you now. Um, and then so she goes home, and we see Sam in a cheerleading outfit that I want. So bad. And she's just like casually on the way to cheer practice, even though she has not seen another person alive. And her entire yard, which she slept in, is just covered in people's clothes and brick dust. And no one has answered the phone. Right. She's in this like bar. It, they're the, the literal Barbie colors. They're magenta and, and turquoise cheer, cheer outfit. And she's like just snapping her gum, pouring a bowl of cereal, like whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's very nonchalant about this whole thing. Uh, and then they decide to hop in the car and go to the radio station because the radio station still seems to be working, which I thought was a, a clever idea, frankly. Yeah, there's a D- they're like, oh, the DJ, we can go there. He's alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I didn't like – like I, I wanted to see a little more of Reg's connection between the piles of dust and like dead people. Yes. Like – Cause she I don't went, think she's there yet. She does. She she's the one who explains it to Sam. Right, but I don't. Uh, oh, she goes on the front that lawn at the radio station. No, it's before okay. they go to the radio station. She's on the front lawn and she's like, "You want to see our stepmom?" And she picks up the clothes. She's like, "This is the st- our stepmom." And she picks up a shoe. Like, "This is the man she was going to bone down with," and like dumps <laughs> dust out of the shoe. Um, and so I was like, "Wait a minute! Two minutes ago, you were like, oh, people leaving clothes everywhere, and now yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. these are people." Right, right. She does get there quickly. Uh, but you also, it's like, we got an 85-minute movie. Like, we got to gotta get to the point. You can afford the extra five minutes. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> like, so I, do... I'm not going to be- begrudge you an extra five minutes to explain a few things Yeah, in this you could have taken this to 93, probably. Um, so they drive to the radio station, and they meet Hector, who Star Trek Voyager fans will know as Chakotay? Chakotay? I'm not sure how you say it. I never watched Voyager. But uh, he was on all of that. So, And they find out the uh, the DJ is all pre-recorded stuff that they have queued up. I Let me be clear. I think the world in which we all walk around with super cube computers in our pockets is like infinitely better from a technological standpoint. But boy, do I love watching old technology in movies. <laughs> it's so cool. It looks like this, this machine looks like the kind of machine that like after a day of work, it deserved a beer. <laughs> It basically, like, the way it's all the tapes are, like, clicking on and off and the things yeah. are swimming around, I, I half wanted to hear, like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure with, oh, the, with the Rube yeah, Goldberg, yeah, yeah. with yeah, the breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, like, this machine looks like it works so hard. And, like, I think that's the problem with your modern computer and, like, why we get so frustrated is, like, they look so sleek and cool. And then when they don't work, you're like, bah! whereas this machine, if it didn't work, you're like, yeah, no pro, no crap. It doesn't work. Look how hard it has to do, have move and click and clack and do anything. It's like, hey, you want a Corona, my friend? How about a nice fresh lime in there? You look like you deserve a break. <laughs> so, yeah, the Hector's there and then... He pulls a gun on them and is like, I need to see your eyes. I need to see your eyes. Uh, and re- he's like, yeah, those zombies, whatever, eat people. And then Reg is like, oh, my boyfriend's defo dead. Yeah. And goes to the bathroom to cry. And then H- Hector is a patronizing a-hole. 
and she has no time for him. Yeah, I really like her just being like, hey, fuck off, buddy. He's like, your sister, your sister's a cheerleader and she's handling this better than you. And she's like, oh, that's cool, because she definitely has the wherewithal to comprehend everything that's happening around us right now. She's snapping her gum and was eating breakfast cereal this morning. Not the time, Hector. Not the time. Um, And this is they cut back to Sam and she's like, you know what? She's like clacking her gum like, oh, I'm going to. She turns off the automatic thing, cranks up, just pushes all the levers on the soundboard, which that's not how that should work. I don't know a lot about audio production, even though I run a podcast because mine's all digital. But I feel like you wouldn't want to do that to a soundboard. No. Well, also, if you only have one microphone, only one of those sliders is necessary. Yeah, that's probably true. I know enough about about sound in the theater that... Well, they could be wired to different things. One could be the tape deck, one could be the record player, blah, 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 blah. No, but I mean, like, there they, should be labels. Um, oh, there would have been labels at a radio station. Although, it's so automated, maybe not. Yeah. Well, the crazier thing about the fact that the station is so automated is that the whole station is decorated. There's, like, neon, there's moving I neon they, lights. I think they took a break for the holidays. Or, like, uh, the guy went home for the night or something like that. Because I think it's not, it's almost Christmas, right? It is. Okay. So, yeah, I think it was just, like, it was Comet Night, and he, like, went out there to do something. So she gets a phone call at the station and then, like, doesn't answer it or can't answer it in time or gets cut off. Uh, And it's some scientists in a compound that we then start to see. It's a real Day of the Dead-esque bunker, by the way. Well, I mean, I I wrote this is sort of Dawn of the Dead in a radio station. Yeah, sort of Dawn and Day smooshed together. Yeah. And they go to the mall later. They do. And the scientists are listening, and uh, the lady scientist is clearly at odds with the rest of the scientists, and we don't yeah. know why. Right. Um, and she claims we... there's no hope for, for survivors. She's like, it doesn't matter. We're all going to die. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, Sam is driving a car and gets pulled over. And I was like, this is weird. Also, these police officers are definitely going to be zombies. Yeah. And they are, and it's a dream. And then she goes into the the most 80s bathroom I've ever seen. That like It's a real cocaine bathroom. I was going to say, like, I'm surprised there aren't marble ledges uh-huh. at, like, chest height for cocaine. Yeah, it's a real cocaine bathroom. Uh, but she, it's interesting, I think the cop zombie makeup is so much cooler than the makeup in the, the guy that kills Buck. I agree. Because they come back again and it's a double dream. Right, right. Um... So Hector's like the shoehorned romantic subplot because they're a man and a woman. Well, to be fair, they're a man, the last man and the last two women on Earth, as far as they know. Yes, but like there are more pressing matters at hand than going to bone town. (laughs) Oh, I don't disagree. Um, But Hector's like, hey, I got to go look for my family. And she's like, they're dead. And he's like, yeah, I know. But like, I got to see it for myself. Like you got to see it for yourself. So let's not be, you know. You know, let's not act like one of us is better than the other here. Uh, and then we cut to Sam has an Uzi somehow. No, she she's... doesn't have an Uzi. Dad would have bought her an Uzi. But she's holding what looks like an Uzi. So whatever it is, it's a we small know... machine gun. <laughs> we don't know guns. I mean, I know Uzi. I, I've played enough video games and watched enough action movies. I know what an Uzi looks like. I, it looks like an Uzi. Yeah, well, because she so she improvised the line. Dad would have bought us an Uzi. Those things are better. Okay, so she's probably wrong. It probably is an Uzi. I don't know. Again, I only know this from Commando-type movies, but she's just shooting the shit out of this car, like... She is. Well, appara- and apparently they were all told, like, if anything goes wrong, please stay in character. We cannot afford reshoots or take twos. And so that's why she said that line, because her gun jammed, and she was like, I'm in character. Oh. Yeah, I would have bought us Uzis. Those things are way better. Oh, interesting, interesting. That that totally jives. This definitely feels like a movie where everybody is trying really hard, and you can like feel the effort and energy both behind the camera and in front of the camera. It's like the first Halloween, how they were uh-huh. picking up painted leaves. Yeah, yeah. And it's, but you can feel that effort. Like it's funny how like you know it's there's a there's a magic element too, right? Because like when you watch the room, people obviously tried hard on that, and it was a huge epic fail. But here, it, it you can feel that effort and energy in a positive way. Yeah, the sisters also have really great chemistry together. 
They do. I wonder if they made them hang out or if they chose to hang out a bunch because they seem like they would have been at least friends in real life. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then uh, we also forgot to mention that Sam w- was on the show in Chopping Mall as oh, our final right. girl. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So she's right at home in the mall. Yeah, she's she's a mall queen, as it were. And again, kind of a survivalist. Yeah, yeah, weirdly so. There's also this weird, like, it gets dropped immediately, but she's, like, mad at uh, Reg for being into Hector. She's like, it's the last man on Earth, and of course you steal him. And I was like, oh, really? Is this going to be part of this? And immediately they drop it. And I was just like, oh, oh, so you just wanted me to think that you were going to do a dumb thing, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, movie. Okay. I, this movie's real good. Yeah, it is. Um, Hector goes to his mom's house. He goes in there looking for her, and what do you know? There's a kid zombie inside, and he... <laughs> He also, so he's in his room packing shit up in a bag, like his apocalypse go bag. And one of the things he grabs is a small trophy that looks like a participation trophy. <laughs> and like, maybe it was the big trophy at a poorly funded festival. But like, if we're in the apocalypse, don't grab a trophy. Yeah, probably not necessary. We don't need that. Yeah. Although Take I, only what you need to survive. I feel like the asterisk on that is if it fits in a backpack and you're willing to carry it, like put more power to you, right? Like it's not like he's carrying guess, yeah. like a 12 foot high trophy. It's like he's not carrying the Stanley Cup. Yeah, this must mean something to him. So I'll give it to you as long as you carry it. Um, and then you hear growling behind a door and I was like, that's your mom, bro. You're going to just shoot your mom. It would have been way better if he had to shoot his mom. I'll be honest from a movie I agree. standpoint. Or, like, his little brother. Like, yes. it should have been a family member because it's just some neighborhood kid. Right. And if it is going to be just a neighborhood kid, I wanted more shots where they just throw a dummy around. Like, I wanted this dummy getting thrown into the television. I wanted this dummy getting thrown through a window or through the oh, those, like, real thin closet doors. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. dummy, like, poof, through some closet doors. With the slats. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so he he drove there in a truck. He took and, the he took the back of the truck off, so he's just driving the cab of the eighteen wheeler. And when he leaves the house, he doesn't get back in the truck. He just runs down the street. This is true, although I imagine the truck not like a great vehicle to drive. You know what go- moves faster than a human on two feet? This is, this is true. This is true. Literally <laughs> any, anything with a motor and all the other cars, and that's what it was. He he saw all the traffic. Oh, uh, okay. The evil, we cut back to the scientists, we know they're evil somehow, we don't know how, but they have, they're like, oh, we found survivors, we're bringing them to camp now, come up and meet them, knock off Sigourney Weaver, and they go topside, and it's like two kids in bathrobes with stuffed animals, and she clearly is upset about it, and like, you don't hear dialogue because the helicopter's going, but you can see in the action that's like, they're fighting and she's mad about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. uh oh! Yeah, she's good. She's this actress is very good. She carries a lot of the weight of this movie. Like, it's not an emotional movie, but the emotional weight that exists in this movie is largely carried by her. Yeah, and she's struggling with her memory too. Like, she's she's having trouble spelling and and can't even spell basic words anymore. Yeah, and like that's the kind of stuff I wanted to, you know, the two minutes of exploration on like. What is it like? What exactly happens? Like, why is this? Ha- why does that happen? Like, yeah. some people, da, da da da. Why does the dusting thing happen at all? Right. So, it, so they do explain the dusting thing a little bit, and it's that they're the whatever happens when you see the comet like sucks all the moisture out of your body. Oh, okay. So uh, the zombies are like the stages of that happening, and I guess it like makes your brain st- stop functioning correctly. But again, they don't explain any of this. Yeah, the movie doesn't tell us that. Right. Uh, we get this really bad cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun to a shopping montage. Well, I guess a shoplifting montage if we're being technical. But is it shoplifting Techn- if no one is alive anymore? If if money is if money has, is a social construct that's fallen apart. Yeah. Uh, there's also a really su- a great moment, speaking of the emotional weight in a non-emotional movie, where Sam has this nice monologue about her old life before everything went to shit. And it's just like a really lovely moment. Yeah, I think this movie is like excellently written for being something that was clearly written in like, you know, a week and a half. Well, because they consult the guy, the writer consulted teenagers. Oh, that makes he was like, hey, youth, youthful girls, if the world ended, what would you do? And they were like really excited about the idea and like prattled on about a bunch of stuff. And he was like, 
well, wouldn't it be hard to get dates? And they were like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Which I think is why that there isn't a focus on, like, there's no, like, Katniss Everdeen, you know, all right. rom- all po- post-apocalyptic youth novels today are like, and then I kissed the boy under the moonlight. Right, right. I mean, she does get together with Hector eventually, but it's kind of a circumstance thing. Incidental, yeah. Um, as they're trying stuff on, we see these creepy guys in a... Actually, before we see the guys, I actually really like this, that you see the camera, the security cameras yes. are moving. And it's like a real ominous thing. And it takes not too long before the payoff where you see the people, but it's enough that you're like, oh, shit. And it builds just like a little bit of foreboding. It's really like well who's shot. Who's watching? Yes, exactly. Because we um, don't necessarily know how functional the zombies are. Like, we saw that guy could talk, but, you know, it's this is a little different. Yeah. And so they decide to, like, go after the girls. And we get a really stupid conversation where Sam is like, so if Hector didn't make a move on you, maybe he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> valid. Okay. All right. Is this where we're going to go? And then we get the F-bomb in the movie, of course. We do. He's either a gentleman or an F-bomb. Yeah. Like, Which okay. I And I honestly, at. her, her, I, it was, I, it, like, the, the premise of her thing of, like, okay, it's the end of the world. You're saying the one guy left alive is a gentleman, I think is, like, pretty funny, especially given, like, the world that you know, that we exist in. It's like, yeah, it's probably accurate. And so like her point of being like, he's, he's, if there's no way he's a gentleman, so he's got to be gay. is like not the most insane logical point I've ever heard anyone get to. No. And her delivery, I think is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Of this, of this line. Um, so they, the, the creepy guys go over the loudspeaker and they steal Sam's gun before she can get to it, but Reg still has her gun. And there's this cool standoff moment. But then, to distract them, Sam throws shoes at them. Yeah. It's and I really was like, Sam, stupid. grab the La Crusade. <laughs> like, start just throwing run. frying pans. Right. Or just run. Well, no. Like, you want to save your sister. I thought Sam throws the shoes as she's being kidnapped. No. So, they're in. the guys are in the middle Reg is on one side, Sam is on the other, and when they're shooting at Sam, at Reg... This is before Reg gets the hostage. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, you, I was thinking of the different section. Okay. I also really like this uh, standoff section where Reg has a prisoner and the head of the punk zombies has a prisoner uh, in Sam, and he's like, I can't let you take a hostage. And she's like, well, I already took a hostage. And he's like, no, I can't let you take a hostage. And he just shoots his own guy in the chest. I like, I love a dastardly villain. Yeah, it was perfect. And he's there for like 10 seconds. Yeah, no, they this guy is in and out of the movie because they bring Sam and Reg down to the basement and... He uh, he actually name drops e-ticket, which is like a yeah. theme park term, which I was like, I, I totally blown away. Like, that's a pretty niche weirdo term these days. And so, like, back then, I don't, like, I don't. Well, maybe, were they still using tickets? No, I feel like that got phased out in the 70s. Probably. E-ticket was like the big super duper rides at Walt Disney World yeah. and Disneyland. You had A, B, C, D, and E. Right. With A being like Small World, E being like Space Mountain. Right. And now, like, theme park nerds like ourselves use e-ticket to describe, like, any new big major attraction going in anywhere. But, like, I mean, this is probably just me, like, misunderstanding fandom and nerddom through the era. But it's like, now it makes sense that that term is around. Back then, it's, like, genuinely surprising to me that they would have known that, you know, use that term colloquially. Because he's like, this is the e-ticket attraction. He starts doing Russian roulette at Sam. Yeah. Sam also drops the TV on their heads from above. Yeah. But she gets their dope. attention first. Yeah. I was like, don't, no, don't do that. Just, yeah. just drop it. Drop two or three at once. Try to get them all. Yeah. Um, uh, so the scientists hear- come in and just mow everybody down. We get that classic thing where it's like, someone's about to shoot a gun. We hear a gunshot. Oh, whoops. Someone shot the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then they just turn them all into Swiss cheese. Oh, they just blow these dudes away. They basically turn them into brick dust via bullet. Yes. Military it's, bullets, actually. If they, I'm not uh, mistaken, they are given they are military, military bullets. Um, and then 
uh, it's real qu- again this movie likes to go real fast like yes. they don't give you a second to like process what's happening because all of a sudden reg is on a helicopter being taken to the base and they're like well sam's blood i she got sam as a rash and her blood test says maybe she's not a great fit so i guess she'll just stay here and we'll kill her and i was yeah. like wait can i <laughs> can wait. you explain what you're doing please uh so just- we're 10 seconds. We're with the female scientist whose name is Audrey. Okay. I had her last name written down somewhere in here. White. Okay. She's with the glasses scientist and the glasses scientist is like, well, how's about you and me? Uh, make use of this bed here in this department store. And she's like, Hey, super not interested. I'm murdering a child right now. If you didn't notice. (laughs) Definitely doing some child murdering, buddy. And so she injects Sam with something and then uh, shoots the glasses scientist. Yeah. And I, I love that she's like takes. I wish we had a little more explanation of like what was happening before this was all happening because right. we have to like piece it together. Yeah. We have to like catch puzzle pieces in the air and then put them together in our hands as, as we catch more other pieces. Falling. Yes, exactly. There's like no time to sit and put this together. Um, so. Hector returns to the radio station dressed as Santa Claus and the scientist. Yeah, no, I like it very much. And he's like, Merry Christmas. I'm coming with gifts. And wait, you're not Sam or Reg. And she has the glasses on and she's holding a gun and she's pointing at him. She's like, you need a gun? He's like, no, I got one. She's like, all right. And she just kind of casually throws it on the couch next to her. (laughs) I wrote some, I wrote all the information you'll need down. Some of the spelling is wrong because my brain is going. Yeah. And I was like, can we read that? (laughs) Yes, exactly. She's acting like she's six Chardonnays in, which I really think is like appropriate for the the circumstances. It's exactly the right, the right energy. And so she's like, well, she was right. You're pretty cute. Anyway, gonna die now and she, injects herself <laughs> as she's talking she's like you're pretty cute and she pulls out the vial pulls out the syringe is talking to him as she like fills the syringe and she's like anyway skidoo and injects herself <laughs> yeah so she dies and hector is very confused so he's got pages of these handwritten notes he has to parse through which i guess he does we don't see him do that yeah they're interviewing reg back at the base and they're pre- prepping the children to be uh, sucked dry like a juice box. Yes. Um, we basically have learned at this point through the conversation with the scientists that they were exposed and they want to make a serum from the survivor blood to try to save themselves. But they're like running against the clock here. Yeah. And so they basically like have to just like s- squeeze the whole juice box and hope something works. Right. Um, but it's uh, it is super lame that they were like, we left a vent open with the fans running, and we all got in... And I'm like, well, then what... Is it a visual thing? Is it a breathing right. thing? Like, what... I, I mostly find fault with it because everybody would have be dead then. Like, like Reg would also have breathed there and all that stuff. Like, I, it, I, needed, this, I needed them to be like, we thought we were protected by our special glass, but we weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, also, before the one guy leaves the room, Reg is like, where's my sister? And he's like, she's dead. I'm sure it's shocking, but your sister's dead and just shuts the door. Yeah. She's like, wait a minute. What did you say? And so when the guy comes in to get her, he's like, he like looks at her and then sees the like heart monitor thing just like knocked the fuck over the whole like cart and the thing around the ground. He's like, no, I'm sure you're very upset, but is it really so childish as to break things, some expensive equipment? And I was like. Please hit him. <laughs> and then he bends over to pick up stuff, and he she just clobbers him wrestler style. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, these other two scientists are, like, drawing blood from these zombie guys, and they're debating, and they're like, oh, we have to draw blood from the kids. How much? And the one's like, 300 cc. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's too much. That's 10 ounces. Is it? Yeah. That's not even half of a pint, or it's just over half of a pint. And a human body has between six and eight pints. I forget which. Eight pints? Oh. I feel like it's eight. I was going to say 16. So maybe, maybe a kid has six. But anyway, they're like, that's too much blood. That's not too much blood. Unless it's like an actual baby. Well, I wonder if it's supposed to show that they're losing it. Because she's like, I can't remember I think so. how much we're supposed to take out of them. No, definitely they're supposed to be like their brains are going. Uh, Hector and Sam break in to the underground lab. Uh, Reg ends up in the blood room and gets slapped. And I was like, how dare you? There's also this great shot. 
where it's Sam's legs and the elevator doors open. It's like uh, we're ground level looking at just her feet and like her calves. The elevator door opens. She steps out kind of you can see her kind of look around and then she walks one way. Not only is it not Sam's feet, it is not a real elevator. Yeah. So Reg gets the gun away from her captor, rescues the children with Sam, and then they strap the lady scientist down to the table and give them the giggle gas they were going to give the kids because they were like, everything they told the kids like, oh, if you breathe this in, you'll wake up and see Santa Claus. Yeah, it's pretty dark that they're like telling these kids like, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> don't worry, we're just going to gas you to it's, death. It's gruesome. Yeah, no, for sure. There's like between 12 and 15 pints in a human body, apparently. I was right. It's like I was 16. I was close. Yeah. Um. So in these last like five, seven minutes of the movie, the scientists get progressively more and more makeup to look more and more like the zombies. Yeah. Which is awesome. I also really like Hector. When Hector rolls up, he's wearing a cowboy hat and driving a convertible and like blasting country music, like really drawing attention to himself. And then when the guard is like, what the hell? He's like, yeehaw, partner, I'm here to kick your ass, basically. He's a method actor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also like, did you talk? We, I also like the little bit with like the little Rochambeau where Sam is hiding in the trunk and then they, they, Hector clobbers him at the top of the trunk. Yes. Oh my God. It was great. Cause he's like, do you like women? Take a look at this woman and pops the trunk. And he's yeah. like, they just knocked her out. And when the guard leans in, she grabs him and he slams the trunk down. Yeah. So while Reg is fighting her way through the lab, Hector is climbing under the, the, uh, scientist cars with dynamite. Mm-hmm. And so they drive away. I also then- uh, want to. Sorry, I also want to point out one line reading that I had noted here, and I forgot. Um, when they do the whole like Santa thing, um, the, the little girl's like, "Oh, I'd like to meet Santa," and the older boy's like, "Are you kidding? Santa's not real." And the scientist goes, "What?" I missed that <laughs> exactly like that. And she goes, "You don't believe in Santa?" But her please drop that is- audio in. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be kind of hard to do, but she's, she seriously is just like, what? I don't it's remember so that. It's so weird. You'll live with Santa Claus for the rest of your life. Hey, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. What? Um, so they start to drive away and then stop. And then Hector turns around to taunt the scientists. And he's like, basically just like middle finger guns. Just like pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they turn on the car and it explodes. Well, th- Yes, you're going so fast. Also, like, there's a bunch of good scenes here. They, the lady scientists, they strap to the bed and I did that one already. Okay. That's why I brought up the giggle gas. Okay. They strap the lady scientists down and give them giggle gas. Okay, sorry. I didn't hear you say that. I must have been looking up how many pints of blood were in the human body. (laughs) I think you were. Very important information. Well, I stood, I remember at the Franklin Institute, I, they have a scale thing where you step on a scale and then a cylinder fills up with blood to how much blood you would have in your body. Oh, okay. Really good explosion with the car. It's such a good explosion. Really, really delightful. And then you think it's over and they do the classic, like, one last gag. A zombie grabs the little girl and Hector saves the day, like, clobbers the zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to the next day, I guess. It's daylight. I would have liked a, a title card here yes. to be like a week what, later. A week later, yeah. How how far is it? Because the kids are wearing like really nice clothes, like almost like they're going to a wedding. And it then, looks like they're like Easter church. Like, yeah, Easter, Easter church. church pictures. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and Sam, or uh, Reg rather, is taking a picture of them. And then like Hector's there and he's wearing a suit for some reason. It's just very weird that she has them all dressed up. Um, it's basically like these these eighteen year olds have adopted these children. Yes, but also uh, I think Hector's a little older because he's like a trucker. But uh, Reg's outfit looks like a spacesuit, like like a bad sci fi movie spacesuit. A little bit, yeah. Um, and then they cut over. Sam's wearing a bathing suit with a sarong. Yes, and Hector's like throwing all these guns in the trash, which I don't understand what the point of that is. Yeah, I. I uh, like you have the five minutes to spare movie. Yeah. Give me a little something, but also like you're, you might need those. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
they have like a really kind of amusing fight over like whether or not they should obey the crosswalk and uh, reg is like we have to uphold society and sam is like this is not an important part of it when there are no cars and so of course she's like walking across and a car comes tearing ass around the corner with like a very uh dude bro douche in there and Mm -hmm. uh he's like hey Want to go for a ride? And she's like, absolutely. No, he says, hey, you shouldn't cross against the light like that. That's dangerous. Yes. And then she gets in with him and they drive away. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we should have let you know where we were going to go. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Bye. Also, it's it's the guy with the high score. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's DMK. Oh, did you? Oh, the license plate. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that part. So we're supposed to think he's good enough for her because he also is good at video games. Yeah. Uh, and then as the credits roll, we get another great song and Hector and the boy are like throwing a football and uh, Reg is taking Polaroids of them doing this. And that's the end of the movie. I'm surprised I haven't watched this movie sooner. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, I had heard about it and like kind of had it on the radar as a potential one to watch for myself beyond the show. Uh, and this just lined up really great. But yeah, I think this is super duper fun. I had a great time watching it, which is something that I don't say very often yes, while doing movies for this it's, show. It a, a, a joy. And honestly, it's like my favorite thing we do with this show is like I discover something that I was either mildly aware of or something like that. But, you know, getting to discover something really fun and great rules. And so it's like, Oh man, this is like something I would recommend to people in my real life as well as listeners to this show. Like even people who weren't predisposed to like the same kind of stuff that we do. Cause you listen to this. I think this is a really good movie. It's a really unsung eighties movie. Yeah, for sure. It was streaming on prime. It seems like it's, that has been over as of October one. So yeah, but there is um, a way to, if I just searched, watch night of the comet and this website called, taboo or Tubi? Tubi came yeah. out they I've, I've been finding a lot of stuff for this show and elsewhere on Tubi lately it's ad supported but it's not too obtrusive. so i was watching and there were i think there were supposed to be several ads they yeah. just didn't play and i yeah. only had to watch like maybe 90 seconds of ads total okay did it interrupt the movie or was it just the beginning it interrupt, yeah like two spots okay but like yeah, I'm just curious how they had it set up. But yeah, it's it's really not as obnoxious as like I like I watched something on Crackle once and I got really annoyed by the volume of the ads in there, which I get like it's ad supported. But yeah, it, you know, I'm I'm a millennial who doesn't tolerate ads anymore. I know. Um, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you jump over to uh, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the 80s. There's free posts right now for our Halloween Horror Night stuff. You can see a photo gallery and also our video of the encounter with the Velociraptor, which is really fun. Uh, yeah. It was very sweet on Andrew. Um, he, he, he must have been very into you, I think, the, the dinosaur yeah. operator. Uh, but that was super awesome, and our Patreon supporters made it happen. So if you'd like to support the show and be one of those folks, it's patreon.com slash dissectingtheeties. There's a tier for everybody, and you get great stuff on all of them. So take a, take a look. We're very close to uh, the bonus commentary track. If we can uh, hit that level, we'll do a commentary track and we'll let the Patreon folks vote on what that will be. And we might do it as a drunkmentary. We'll see. We'll, we'll decide depending on what the movies are. But that would be perhaps a little bit fun. Um, but yeah, check that out there. As I said at the top of the show, get out there and review the show. Review it. Review the show. You can do it. Stop being lazy. It takes one minute. God. Um, but yeah, uh, any other, uh, night of the comment thoughts? I guess I should have asked you that before I started spieling there. No, it's a strong recommend. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a real good movie. It's a solid 80. It's a solid way to spend 80 minutes of your time. It's not very scary. I will say like, it's not super good for Halloween necessarily. I thought it was going to be a little scarier than it was. Uh, but even with that taken into account, it's still just a, a boatload of fun. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, I love it. I love that. It's two strong women who like only at one point in the movie, do they need to be rescued right. by someone who isn't each other, right. which I really like. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, we are less than a week away from our live show at Baltimore podcast festival. That'll be October 12th. Uh, it is on the lost boys, which I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, if you want to hear it and you're not near Baltimore, Sign up for Patreon at the $5 tier, and you'll get to hear it uh, probably October 13th, if all goes according to plan, but uh, worst case, within like a week. Uh, So you'll be able to hear that then. 
And you'll get a bunch of extra bonus episodes, too. So check out the Patreon and support the show if you can. Patreon.com slash the 80s um, get in touch with us at dissectingtheeighties.com. Uh, email dissectingtheeighties at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at dissectthe80s. Um, or if you want to leave us a message, you can always call 856-DISSECT. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed the first edition of the Spooktacular. We, uh, we love this time of year and really enjoy digging into the horror movies, as all of you who listen to this regularly I'm sure are already aware. We are celebrating another anniversary when we return to you in two weeks, and that is the movie Death Spa. Not to be confused with Killer Workout, which I confused it with several times, even in the course of trying to find it to watch it. Not Death Death Spa, not Killer Workout, not also not Aerobicide, which is a different name for Killer Workout. Death Spa. Hmm. Death Spa. 89, 30th anniversary. So, I have been Triplano. I will always be Andrew Leno. Until October 21st. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Uh, Things we're going to cut out in editing. (laughs) It's your empowered badass ladies of the 80s. Some guy, what about your... Fuck me. I knew it was too long. So, with all that being said, I've been Triplano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Wait, we forgot to tell him what movie it is. You're right.